0: Are you ready to get provoked? You're listening to Can I Live? A show created to excite, ignite, and expose. Let's tune in with your host, R.W. Jones. Thank you for tuning in to the Can I Live podcast show. I am so excited about our host, what is it, 7-Eleven? Our co-host today, we have, of course, the wonderful uh, Mr. Um, Anthony James from Minivision Exposed, and then we have to my left, um, Mr. Glenn Warren from Fathers Forever, and so it is very, very nice to see you guys from last week, so welcome. Today, I'm going to share my screen real quick, because today we are talking about the wiring, not even the wiring, actually, we're talking about the relationship. I'm going to get my life together today. So we're talking about the relationship. Where did we go wrong? You know, please take me out of the child support system. Today, we have some special guests. You're going to hear straight from the women themselves. They're going to tell you specifically why they took the men of their, the fathers of their children to child support court. And in all cases, it wasn't just because he was a deadbeat dad. So we do know that the court system, while it is, Supposed to be set up for Debbie Dad, there's a lot of other stuff going on. And we're just trying to get to the nitty-gritty of it. Um, we have our play coming out, the get your hands out my pocket. It's a stage play, drama, animation. And we're just looking to share the nuances of of what happens. Um, we're here to put a million moms or get a million moms off the welfare system, and we've realized that you can't get moms off the welfare system without addressing the need of fathers. Point blank in the story. You'll hear the same thing over and over. Fathers are a part of the solution. They are not a part of the problem. And that's why we have with us our two guests, our two co-hosts here who will, you know, always be here fortifying a well-balanced show. So you're not just getting this rhetoric from what might seem like angry black women and or this... I'm not going to say ignorance where it might seem from, do you see how I'm poisoning that from, you know, black men in the child support system. And it's really not just even about just black men and black women. It's just, how do we get families back together? How do we get the disproportionate um, men that are in the system right now that represent more low income, marginalized communities, fathers from low income communities? How do we fix that? And like Glenn always says, Glenn, you say it best. So I'm going to let you say. What are you always saying? That the system was not.
1: Oh, there's a lot of things. Um, <laughs> problems that the system is not designed to fix. We have a systemic problem and we have an individual problem. And we want the system to fix our individual problem. And it can't. it's not designed to fix that. We, are, we do have some systemic issues. A lot uh, we need to deal with. But we also have some individual issues that um, we blame the system for, and it's not the system fault because it's not. They can't fix that. You as parents, we as parents, have to fix that.
0: Yeah, and I already know you're going to hear some, you know, from some of the ladies today because we're about to turn it over. You know, why do men end up in child support court? You know, ultimately, literally, why? Um, and I can probably say I could open it up. I, I'll just, you know, let me ask you guys as co-hosts first. Do you think what we see right now in the court systems are more men in the court systems simply because they really are deadbeats, They really are jackasses. They're jerks. They don't want to pay. They don't love the children. They don't want to be responsible. Do, or do you see a mixture of a little bit of other stuff? Like she, he wants to move on. She's pissed. She takes him to court. He does something dumb. She's pissed. She takes him to court. I even know that there's cases where um, the women can be taken to court as well. I mean, don't, you see more and more of those cases now, but it's not the, you know, it's not the majority. So Glenn, why do you think mo- most men are in child support court right, right now?
1: Well, I don't know the percentage of it, but there is a lot of reasons why. Guy end up in child support. One of them is, you know, I guess because when they passed the law uh, about the uh, if a woman is receiving uh, any kind of benefits, that they're gonna go out to the father's. Uh, that wasn't years ago. That wasn't a part of it. it, but now in the new system that we have, that if a man uh, when the woman goes to receive any kind of assistance, you know, they're gonna ask her where the father at, and he's gonna have to put. She's gonna have to produce a name if she wants to get any, any assistance. And in that that uh, name, they're going to send the father a, a email, a letter, a phone call, telling him that he's been named as a part of this child, and he needs to come in and sit down and and work about child support. That's a lot of issues. So uh, so those issues now. So you do yeah.
0: see that often where the state.
1: That's, that's, yes, that's often because way back when Clinton and in his Clinton days when when they passed the uh, Work First program, that was kind of part of the Workforce program where now they're going to go out to the fathers. Before then, they just left the fathers alone. The woman came in, they put her her on this, you know, Medicaid, Medicare, and work and everything she needs. They didn't go out to the fathers. They changed that years ago. and now they
0: should have changed that?
1: Well, yeah, to some degree, because, you know, if if, if you're going to have a child by a woman, you need to be accountable. And if you're not going to take it upon yourself to do that, there needs to be a system in place that makes you do that. Because we're not a society. My, my, my job is not to raise your kid. That's your responsibility. So uh, rightfully so. I think they should have done that.
0: So here's where I know, because I'm already, i going to tell you right now. As soon as I open these, 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 these lines here for these two young, young ladies, Dr. McTarian, she's always, I, I mean, I say these things, but I also get her perspective. Like we are a damaged people. And period, 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 period. We are damaged people that have had years of so much oppression and suppression and oh, you know, all, all kind of oppressions. You know what I'm saying? From slavery on, and it never was rectified, and we're continuously having to live under these, you know, harsh, brash conditions. Would that not play on the psyche of a mind? Whether it's a father, I mean, if you think about the fathers today. So, if you were to just go back, the fathers today. <coughs> Most of them are growing up in, in households where two fathers, their father was not there. And then their father was not there. Their father was not there. So it's like the butterfly effect. There's a reaction for every action. And so it's, it's okay to say, okay, and I, I'm big on, okay, so when do we stop blaming? Dr. McTerry is gonna come on and say when they would take responsibility. And so at the end of the day, she she has her own story. Simone Simone will tell you her story, which is very similar to the one you're talking about, where they made her take her fathers to court. Then let's talk about that. Cause I'm not saying it's good or bad. I can probably I would probably pay big money to be in the rooms, but I can tell you what they already said sounded like hey we're taking care of these welfare moms we're taking all care of these moms and where are these fathers and our taxpayers is going to take care of these these welfare moms and i don't know if it really sounded like that but i, I can only imagine that they're like we need you know they're going to take this these this food stamps this medicaid this housing this week this all this child care vouchers then we need to take their you know father to court. father we need to make them pay subliminally subconsciously it feels like that's their antics that's what they do because if you were really about helping the family you should know the impact that your policies have had on families overall all these years you should know this because you're smart You can see the damage of the policy. If you're going to put a policy into play to help rectify as to why a situation should be not a situation anymore and you're trying to curb it, then you also can re-engineer or reverse engineer the idea that the policies that maybe were created in the past could be a result of what we're seeing today. And maybe we need to help fathers. Maybe we need to make sure they don't go to jail. Maybe we need to make sure we educate them. And not send them into jail maybe we need to make sure we build them together and strengthen the family so that she doesn't have to take him to court for the benefit so that he can be a viable partner to this family and help this family get out of poverty so i'm going to open the lines up now on that because on one hand it's easy to blame us as victims because then we don't need to then hold anybody accountable. It's all our fault. Oh, we we're the only ones who had, if we had the power all this time to have, we, surely we would have changed the narrative by now. Surely we would have changed the circumstances if it was just in our control to do so. So let me open up the lines for Simone, for Dr. Muktarian. Welcome, ladies. How are you guys doing? I'm sure you have heard us thus far. Um, I'm going to come to you la- um, second, um, Dr. McTerrien, but I want to speak to Simone first because Glenn just said basically there are lots of instances where the state will make the women take the male to court. So, can you just kind of explain what your situation is from the, you know, like you? You and the father of your children, were y'all like trying to work it out? And was this something that caused a, an abrupt stop? Or something like, talk to me about the relationship, you know, how your relationship was. You had the kids and then this came about. Did this cause friction?
2: Well, um, first of all, hello, everyone. Um, thank you so much for um, this platform to be able to speak about this um, today. Um, this topic is, is very necessary um for a lot of mothers and fathers and i feel that these types of conversations for our community is absolutely necessary to begin to heal the brokenness that a lot of us are dealing with um and so with that i do want to um you know neither of my fathers uh of my fathers of my children are on the call right now um to be here to be present to you know speak for themselves so i do want to Um, tread carefully for you know privacy and respect despite whatever our uh, co-parenting or uh, personal you know uh, parenting relationship is and so what I would say is that um, becoming my journey um, of becoming an entrepreneur is what led me to you know homelessness and You know, currently I am receiving governmental benefits and it was absolutely mandated in order for me to receive any assistance. Um, You know, I had to supply a system with their information. And, you know, in order to even be eligible um, for the benefits to get my family into a better situation. Now, personally, I did not, when I had my children, it was not my decision to want to add a third party into our co-parenting um, in any in in any situation because I felt like it was up to us as the parents to provide that support. And not just that, but I didn't want for my children's fathers to resent me for essentially you know putting them in a position where you know they may not be able to support and stabilize themselves and that was very important for me because you know the breakdown of him is essentially going to trickle down to the breakdown of how he possibly for you know our children and I feel that that was absolutely vital that I did not become a hindrance for them to be their best selves you know and to be self-sustainable and for my son he's 13 and so unfortunately um Child support has absolutely been, I believe, a barrier in how we are not able to co-parent the way in which that I believe our children would, or child would want us to. And so unfortunately, we we actually do not have a working co-parentship at all. And that's been like that for several years. And I personally, I don't go after him for not paying. Essentially because as a grown man, I feel that you already understand what is accepted or what is, um, what your responsibility is. And if you do or don't do that, you know, that's really, um, his decision. You know what I'm saying? I just don't, I just feel a certain type of way about that. I do not feel that, you know, incarceration is the answer. Um, and so for me personally, I do not do the things in which I'm supposed to do um, in order to ensure that there is some form of consequence you know, for that decision. As far as, you know, my daughter's father, uh, You know our child is three years old and so actually when we went through the process of going to court when we went through the income verification of what he was going to be mandated to pay i actually asked them to reduce that cost because i felt that for one she's three and we don't live a certain type of lifestyle you know for the amount of money that they were going to ask him to pay every month and not just that but for what he was paying to the increment amount that they were going to make him pay I just felt was how much much was
0: it that they said that he now let me ask you this so they looked at his pay stubs Mm -hmm. and they said based on your pay stubs you can't afford Mm -hmm. to pay this amount what was that if you don't mind
2: so, uh for the yearly salary, um is how they come up with that number, oh. and it was around you know five hundred dollars a month. A month. Okay. And um. And what happened I, when they, you asked them if they could reduce it? Were they, were they were they willing to? Well, she looked at me and was like, "You know, that's nice of you," and I'm like, "No, it's not about being nice." I just feel that that's fair. I didn't feel that you know you know what he was paying initially was significantly less than that. And I just wanted them to do what they could. you know, I didn't want them to say, you know, whatever the amount of money they had for themselves or what they had left over or whatever to take care of their children, I didn't want to say that's not enough you know what I mean? I care more about the bonding relationship than I do the financial aspect. And so at that time, he was giving what he could. And, you know, to jump from one increment to another, I was just like, you know, within 30 days, I was just like, whoa, like, that's, that's, that's astronomical, you know what I mean, for a man who's struggling you know i felt that you know he was not necessarily on his feet at the time in order to really supplement that request and so what was i it felt you, was were you at the
0: time were you at the time still did you say you
2: was homeless um at that particular time i had found housing mm-hmm. um but i felt that that still that number was too high for what he was actually going through in his life. I felt that with time, he could absolutely, you know, be able to do that, but not immediately. And I felt that it was necessary for me as a mother, you know, and as a co-parent to respect the truth of where he was financially. And I did not want to. apologize for my dog. Say, Let me answer this. What about the wilder. What about the what?
0: Rockwalder? <laughs> oh, uh, you heard you. That's. Like, Rockwalder. <laughs> yes.
2: Is that your Rockwalder? Yes, that is that's my pit bull. I apologize. Sounds like um, a pit bull. Yes, that is um, our it, ESA animal. But it, go ahead. Where you saying? say? I was going to say, did he say thank you when they reduced it? Um, You know, I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, that was more of a private conversation. But, yes, he was very appreciative, you know, of that. But that conversation was really between me and the uh, register. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like she said, she was just like, you know, wow, that's really nice of you that you would do that. You know, we don't have that too often. And I was just like, you know, well, again, it's, it's not about me. Be nice it's really about me being compassionate and considerate that I would rather him be able to sustain himself and be able to do more than for you to put him in ultimately a trick bag where he automatically almost folds on his payments because he can't afford them and then you know now there's a big you know situation and I just didn't prefer for that type of, you know, for that type of argument, or you know, for that type of hindrance for him to really be a father, you know. And so, I'm surprised they haven't
0: allowed you to reduce it since they were the one making you take them to court in the beginning. It was like their petition, not yours.
2: Well, you know what, I I'm glad that that wasn't more of a conversation because, quite honestly, I wasn't ready to explain. My decision. Yes. Okay. Go see. Okay. Go see your brother for me. And let him know what you would like. Okay. Um, sorry about that, but I, I was, you know, I really didn't think that it would be another conversation because I feel that I have the right, you know what I'm saying, to say what should be, you know, what is appropriate, especially based upon the lifestyle that our child is living. You understand what I'm saying? It's Yes, it's about what he can afford, but it's also about what is activities our child at three years old, he would be paying for. And I just felt at that time, you know, that was just the, the correct thing to do. And but also with our, you know, co-parenting, unfortunately, is not where I would hope that it would be. Um, and so I don't know whether he's paying or not because again, whatever he, you know, my father uh, the fathers would pay those directly to the state. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I only get a a report. You know, I get a, almost like a receipt of you know this is what you know has been paid and you know all of that. But I don't see that at all. Wow. Okay. What's data? What's data clear, Jamal? Go
1: ahead. I'm sorry. What,
2: did what you, you say? You say?
1: What state are you
2: in? I'm in DC, DC. Um, but both cases were in Maryland and in the district. So
0: with that, on that note, I got to play. Hold on. I got to play the crickets. Because I can't imagine. And it was an opportunity at some point in time where there was an exchange. So for 10 if they would say, listen, you get child support. So for this 10 if you can't we're going to keep your check. And I said, but you know, at the time I think the child support was like 700 a month and it was for one child. And they were like, we're going to keep your, in exchange for a TANF, my TANF was like $533, something like that. This is in New York. Uh, I think I only had the one child at the time. Um, And then my child support was more than that. Now instead of them saying you're not eligible because your child support exceeds the TANF, what they said was we give you the welfare. I promise you this was real. You get the welfare check. We are gonna give you five thirty three, and your whole child support check gonna come to us. And I looked at them like you are gonna take five thirty three in exchange for my seven hundred. So I'm gonna cheat myself right now out of like a hundred and. Fifty some dollars, yeah. And so I just at that point I knew whoever was doing that math. Well, I didn't understand it. So the fact that you don't see. So let me ask you this, and this is where I think the nuance comes from, and this is where if every black man or anybody that's on the transport sit the, the fact that so many of us is on various welfare systems, and having to take these fathers to court. If you're not on that system right now, indefinitely, how long is this? What? How long is this bill? I need to know what the bill looked like, because at least give me an opportunity to work towards getting off the bill. But if we have no intentions on ever getting off Uncle Sam's tits, excuse my language, the, you know, we don't have any plans to get off. In cases like yours. I just don't see, somebody help me out. Cause I know Anthony, I think one of your cases was similar to that, where you was getting taken to court by the state because one of your moms needed some kind of assistance, but you never had a tally or clear indication as to when that bill would be paid. You would pay it, it would increase. You could never talk to nobody about this. It was like the, the Wizard of Oz calculator. They had like the calculator from on high Calculating these charges and no one can ever get to the end of or the bottom of where these charges were. How did you come up with this formula? And no one was ever answered able to answer those questions. Did you even ask Anthony? I remember you tried
3: many a times, many a times I asked, but it didn't matter because, like you said, the state was taking that money. You know what I mean? The state was doing what they had to do. And I, I didn't have a leg to stand on especially not having your own representation, you in there, you know, supporting yourself and representing yourself. And, you know, it just didn't happen. And so the money that was going to social service, they was, they was eating. They was eating the money. You know what I mean? So that's just what it was. So I I had no answer to that.
0: So I can see a conservative will say, well, listen, sir, these were your children. You couldn't afford them. Our tax dollars was taking care of them. We made sure she had Medicaid. She had health care. She had her food stamps. She even had housing. She even had an allotment called tenant. We even gave her a wig for her children. And we even helped provide the child care. What have you helped provide? And then I say, well, what man can compete with that? I mean, that is a full-time Wall Street responsibility. Right. And so I'm trying to say, well, up. Uh, how can you, do you, you can't even compete with Uncle Sam. So you, mm. you lost right there. Mm. But then it's like, okay, how we get out of this? I'm going I'm to I'm I'm lean on Glenn here. Glenn, you somebody got to tell me, I'm going to lean on Kim, because in her case now, here's, here it is, she, she lends herself merciful to the state. Now, I'm surprised they even said, listen, ma'am, this ain't even you it's us. He, you, we paying this money, whether we paying your subsidies, whatever all of that you get, we're going to put this money right over there. So you ain't got no say, close sit down. They could have said that. They didn't have to, because now he's in court, which tells me that maybe you were able to say, reduce it. How do you get to tell them to reduce the court order that they put out on him to pay a debt that you, that you owe? Am I saying that right? Who owes the debt? And if you and if both of y'all owe the debt, then why both of y'all would not be equally responsible for paying it back? Mm. Ooh, somebody talking right now. I'm talking right. That's that, that's that right. Ain't nobody got no answer for that. Get Ben Carson, get somebody from somebody administration up in here. Where is Biden? And Kamala? I need somebody to answer that. That's okay. I'll wait, because I, I got crickets. <laughs> I got I got cricket sounds up back. <laughs>
2: You know, to touch oh, on wait. that, Raquel, my whole thing is I feel that it is both of our responsibilities because that is our children. And being a part of you know, the welfare system is absolutely something that I am tirelessly working to get myself off of as well as to remove my children's fathers off of child support because I believe that it is absolutely our accountability together, it, you know, to figure it out um, without, again, a third party stating this is, you know, what you're going to do and this is how you're going to do it. And if you don't reach this number, these are the consequences, right? You know, of what happened. And the truth of the matter is, right now, it, it's I need my services. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not yet financially in the position to abruptly just, you know, remove myself because I would be right back in the same situation. You know what I'm saying? It's unfortunate. But, you know, my thing is I I absolutely want to find the balance and the answer in that because I absolutely want to remove the systematic uh, challenges you know, that arise from even asking for help.
1: I think that, you know, the, the um, what you just said, wakala about uh, how can he compete with the system? He, he shouldn't be competing with the system. He's just doing his part as a father, whatever that whatever that workshop he needs to pay, he can't, you're right, he can't compete with the daycare and with the food stamps and and, and he can't, and the rent subsidies, he can't compete with that. You're absolutely right. And without that help, a lot of women, just like she just said, will not be able to survive. So the system is not there to, to compete with him. The system is, get, is trying to get him to do his part as a father. Now, it's, it's, if he can step up on his own and do it, but when she goes start getting a, a help from the system, they're going to go after him. And do I think that's right? I do. I really do. Because, you know, what? Right now, some guys are not doing it because they don't want to do it. They, they, You know, they're not paying child support or whatever they're paying because they don't get along with it. They, they're not working. They are deadbeat. There are some deadbeat fathers out there. There are some good fathers out there that kind of get caught up in this because they're doing the right thing. They want to do the right thing. But they're still going to come after them, too. So, and the worksheet they use, I don't know how they come up with the $500, but each state got their worksheet that they use, and whether that's right or not, I don't know. But in my opinion, you know, sitting in a courtroom for the last 13 years, three times a, a week, and seeing these fathers come in here, and a lot of them are able to work, they're making money, they're working under the table, they just are paying their child support. Because they don't get along with her. They don't, you know, whatever the reason is, they're not paying. So it's absolutely right for the system to come in and to make them do that. Now, is the system perfect? Absolutely not. That's what I said earlier. We do have a systemic problem, but we also have an individual problem. And we want to put everything on the system and not take responsibility as a man to take care of your child. They're going to come after you. And these young boys need to know they didn't come after your daddy. He got away with it, but they're coming after you. (laughs) So instead of you buying rims and 28s and 22s for your car, you're going to be paying child support. And you don't have a choice in the matter. So the thing is, stop having kids if you're not ready. That's the individual problem that people are not, you know, you got two kids over here you're not taking care of. Why would you go have two more? That's the problem to the individual that you want the system to fix and now you will become a victim. You know, because the sisters was unfair. Yes, there are some things that's unfair. We get that, but that don't correct your Irresponsibility of going out to have kids that you know you can't father uh,
0: Let's see. Hold on um, Try again. I'm going to try again, Kim, to show your face Um I just got like so sidetracked. Um, I don't even know what to say. So in her case, she's merciful, she's saying this and that. She's gonna tell the course to do this. And okay, yeah, okay, we're gonna do it. And then they still don't pay. What is that about? You think let me ask you this, Simone. Did they not pay because from the beginning it was a burden? Because they were already kind of tr- just like, you know, there was a time when I was trapped. If we're trapped in this system, what do you expect them to be? Trapped in the system. And so while I I am an advocate for responsibility and accountability, but I'm also very well aware of of policy and how it impacts and plays out in our everyday lives. And so it's easy to say get a job, but guess what? Most of them got some type of record. Why? Because we got an unjust criminal justice system. Can we say that? Like where, I just want to blame I do want to blame a white, the white, I want to blame them because I feel like they should be blamed on some front, not all of it, but some of it, Kim going to blame all the white people. Soon as she's just a mute, her mic. I'm telling you right now, even though we agree that there should be some responsibility and accountability on our parts, but he's okay. He's working, but he can't afford to make the payment that, that, that has been, you know, constituted by the calendar the calculator from on you know the devil calculator or somebody else calculate I don't know where this worksheet come from what kind of worksheet is this what committee made the worksheet okay um but he's working but he can't afford it but I agree I'm with you going stop having the children so stop sticking your
2: Whoa. that was actually that's about to say that you know, the accountability, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I feel that, you know, the accountability that I own is the fact that I was not financially secure or stable to make that decision. And, you know, I ha- I, that is that is absolutely, you know, my responsibility in that. And I and I have to And I, this explain.
0: is where I feel let me ask you this one moment. and this is where I feel that it's punitive and it's part of the systemic racist systems because if it was all about y'all take care of your own damn kids, ain't nobody tell y'all to have all them damn children, you know as to say children, children, ain't nobody tell y'all have all them damn children and then cut so guess what you don't get no welfare. Get your ass out of here and go you and them, and I bet you y'all work it out. If they say you don't get nothing, I bet you, you and him, y'all would. I bet you you work it out of there because you wouldn't have a choice. But no, come on, sweetie. Come here. Let me tell mm. you what we got for you. We got all of it. We gonna just laid out. We got the Medicaid. We got the food stamps. We got the housing. We got the section eight. We got the WIC. We got the child care. We got the TANF. We got what you need, baby. Just as long as you keep that Negro over there in their place. Right. Because as, yes, they absolutely. will never be able to come. And how can they? Because here you are struggling because they they only gonna give you enough. They only gonna give you enough just to get by. That's why you still, st- that, and I'm not saying you stuck like Simone, you stuck, your ass stuck. I'm saying that we as black women that are on the system, we get mad on one hand because we don't have enough when we just took on what Uncle Stan was willing to give us And we ostracized that man from working with us as and we didn't see us together as one we saw him and then we saw us and we took what this system had to offer. And we didn't care about the father of the children to a degree. I'm not saying that we didn't. All I'm saying is, how could we have expected what we thought we was going to get this subsidy and it was going to help us like become attorneys and shit. That's not the case. That's why half of us is still stuck. In poverty, in the bowels of capitalism, in the bowels, and they stuck in the bowels of private corporations and prison enterprises, and we stuck on this side. But we can never see where these two places come together. And I think that place is what Glenn is always talking about. The systems are designed to do what they need to do, but we have to do the work. And this is now. I don't know what it's going to take for you and your sons. I do know. That's why the Lord blessed me with these two beautiful books. Get your hands out of my pocket, the hands-on God to avoiding the transport system. Get your hands off my butt, the hands-on God here to avoiding the welfare system. And now, because I never could understand why I wrote these books. I never did. I was like, okay, these sound good. You know, these are good books. Now I know they are great books. But it wasn't until this conversation, Simone, while you're talking that I'm like, whoa, this is what the books were written for.
2: Right.
3: Absolutely.
2: and I, You know, is. meeting you having the opportunity to be a part of your course you know absolutely shed some true information you know and like you said you know it's not a mentality of being stuck but there is the truth of the wheel and the repetitiveness of you know being or feeling as if there is no way out you know because it it it's a lot that goes into that, but to just really quickly um, touch on that, I feel that a part of it, absolutely, for some mentalities is a way to remove the father altogether, because you're right, it is very difficult, no matter really what type of man, uh, job that, you know, income that he's bringing in, it, it's almost, the you know, based upon how much the system is paying for. That's his whole check. You know what I'm but saying? We don't even
0: know how much, like how much is the bill? Like based yeah. on what you. Right. Did, how much. is it, exactly. him for? Yeah. I mean, that's my issue. If it's, if it's 10, listen, you had 10, if you was in a shelter, this is what it's going to. Okay. Then let me, let me see that shelter bill. Let me see what that bill is. So at least every month when I'm paying, I can see that thing going down. But I promise you, the men don't even, how you get a bill that you can't even see go down and you don't even have a bill. I can promise you your son's fathers do not have a bill from the state that says they owe a a specific amount of money. And that makes it injustice. You show me a bill from the state saying you owe this money, this is $39,000. And if that's the case, then they need to charge the women for them damn prison bills. Charge the mamas. I mean, what are we doing? Right. I'ma shut up.
3: No, Come you're on, right.
0: Man. What you no. saying, Anthony? Come on, yeah, I'm. I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna get my little crickets over <laughs> him put my little on. and I'm gonna be all right. Done. Because I can't, I don't understand that. Like to me, Glenn, I don't know how you think it. Because I know I'll I be trying to get on your side sometimes when you be talk about the system because it's, acu- it's accurate. But I am so stuck right now with how you even answer, how you got a bill that ain't nobody, how you paying a bill that you ain't even got a bill? Because I want to see it. Tell your, Simone, tell your fathers of your children, I would pay $100 that I ain't even got, but I'll find it. If they could give me a statement or a bill from the state that said they owe this much for this specific thing, where is their statement?
3: They won't get one.
2: Go ahead. To be honest with you, I wouldn't even mind it being something in which that, you know, it comes out of, you know, my portion will come out of taxes or come out of something where, you know, and and whatever he's paying. Is put in almost like a savings account or some type of, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, I feel that,
4: mm, you know, there has
2: good. to be some form of direction to. Now that's,
0: Imagine if they took our child support. Now, you know, we get that earned income credit stuff for the children. Right. And right. Taxes at the end of the year. Imagine if the, the system started taking half of that for our room and board and our stay and our food stay. I bet you our tails be off that system like in 2-3 years go ahead and yank 10,000 from us or even half we'd be like oh okay, okay it's time for me to get off of here but they don't even do that but they do it to the men I'm mm-hmm. trying to understand what's happening yeah. somebody get Jesus Kimberly, you, go ahead Glenn
1: if, if you're receiving all this Medicaid, Medicare, WIC and Tanner and let's say you all that come up to be $3,000 a month, right? I, I'm not saying just, to, just said $3,000 a month. The state is paying for that. The tax dollars is paying for that. They're asking the, the father to pay the $300. Who's taking care of the other
2: $2,700?
1: We are. You, your, your tax dollars are taking care of that. That's who's taking care of that. So they're not asking him, you know, if they gave him a bill, he can't pay it. How are he going to compete with that? he can't. All they ask him to pay is a $300 a month. Now, when he don't pay that, that's going to add up because that's what he's supposed to pay. That's where back payment come at. Now, when you have $300 a month and you haven't paid it eight, nine years, that's going to calculate.
0: But that sounds like, so, Glenn, if that was really the method. It's just that, when, and you tell me, Glenn, because you've seen it too. When they calculate the cost, when the state takes the man to Task into court. I've not seen a statement that says you owe this amount of money because this is the formula by which where's the worksheet for the state?
1: And I don't, huh? Every state got a worksheet that they use. Wake County got three worksheets A, worksheet B, and worksheet A and B. That's what they use to calculate the child support based on your income. what But it could be a combined income. That's why you got a worksheet A. Worksheet B and Worksheet A and B. You got two different worksheets. You find out which one that fits your situation, and that's what they go by. And so they don't calculate, you know, they don't calculate the bill based on what the state give you. They're based based on what you have the ability to pay, and 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 you have to pay that part. So you know, again, you know, if it's three thousand dollars a month, she's getting assistance with the rent, with the light bill. The, the daycare, the food, the food stamps, and she's paying, and they're paying her three thousand dollars a month. They're not asking him to pay that three thousand dollars back. They're asking him to pay the three no, thousand
0: dollars. we know that. We know that they're not asking him to pay the whole thing. Well, how about this? We don't know nothing. All we know is that every time he pays, it goes into the wonderful Wizard of Oz, and it's gone. And when his tax come, his what's those thing called the tax? The refunds come. The refunds is ghost. And I never get a statement that
1: says Yeah, because I mean, because he he again, you know, he owes oh, the state of North Carolina. All your RD, t- I don't know about other states, but I know the state of North Carolina, 95% of the child support that's paid to the system goes straight to the moms or who are the custodian parent is. Other states are different. I don't know about DC, I don't know about any of those states, but I know the state of North Carolina, 95% of the, the of the child support that is collected from the father go straight to the mom. Even the even the interest, even the interest? I, 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 like I said, seventy-five percent. I mean I mean about 95%. No, there's no interest. They might be taking out some fees, but 95%. And I've heard this from the, the director of child support. Call them and ask them. That's the gospel. Now I don't know about other states. Other states do different things. But so I
0: know this is North Carolina. in North Carolina that even if the woman is on the system, she still will receive that money.
1: Yes, she's getting every month.
0: Now I know in the different states for sure if she receives. Now it depends. I know when it's TANF and you're in shelters, I know for sure that money goes to the system. But right. if it's like food stamps, Medicaid, Section Eight public housing, the mom is going to get that that money, and right. there is a different formula. It's a different bucket of money, but TANF and shelters, they really don't play with that money goes straight to the state. If you have been homeless, they keeping that money. And I just just felt like, well, where's the statement that says I owe $50,000? So at least I can plan that I ain't going to have an income tax check for the next 10 years. Well, you know, but I, I, is it never-ending you know, part of money? And then tell me how you came up with that amount. And then I'm like, okay. Because then maybe you know i just feel like until we can learn the process of how you guys came up with this you can't make intelligent decisions without all the information and though paying child support shouldn't be an intelligent decision it's a damn responsibility you right should you pay it because it's your responsibility yeah. you know however i mean i don't know i don't
3: know well let me let me say this let me say this even, even when it comes down to, because I know I'm originally from New York, it's different laws down here in North Carolina. Even with the income tax, you know, I think Obama started something where the man can claim part of his income tax. Whereas before, the man is paying, you know, child support all throughout the year, and he might be paying other things contributing to the, the child. And that don't even count in the court of law the the you the, the child support court you can buy school clothes you can buy to the court that's a gift where's that where what is that about you know what i mean what is that that's not that's not correct you know what i mean if you're saying common sense man if, if if the shoe was on the other foot you was paying money you paying your child support but you contributed money to other situations with your child so why can't you claim at the end of the year or get some type of kickback from that. There's nothing for the men, nothing for the
1: men.
0: I'm going to also say this real quick. I think the mere fact that you don't even hear it, I don't hear it. I don't see that policy. I don't see that legislation. I don't see that frontline advocacy. I'm not seeing those protests. I'm not seeing black men out here marching or for those kind of things. And I think the mere fact that we don't, as a people, we won't even, the desire, it's like we feel either we're defeated, we feel defeated, we work and operate in the spirit of defeat. We won't even push that. So of course we ain't gonna pay no damn child support. I can't even, I, 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 I can't, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at the edge. I'm trying to just keep my mind sane. So I might puff, I might, you know, have sex just to numb the pain. I'm in a lot of pain. Help me get out the pain. That's really what I want men to know that you know some of us women and even with Simone, like she's saying, this and we don't want the pain. We don't want the pain for you. We would hope that there would be an answer to help us with our own pain. I can't help you with your pain. I got to deal with my pain. But somebody got to work on this damn pain. Right. right. Somebody got to work because we just making worse and worse decisions and it's getting worse our children going to bed. Our mothers are not supposed to be, cre- we weren't created to do it by ourselves. And then, you know, you thinking it's okay for you to, like, you know, you move on. Move on where? And take care of who? Oh, you're going to go take care of somebody else's but You're going to go to court.
3: But what, is, but what, like I said, like I said, what is, what's the the, the protocol, or process to, you know, a man that is, doing trying to do the right thing you know what i mean what happens to that man when he's he gets fed up because he's he's doing he's paying his child support but he's contributing other monies to that child but doesn't live in that household you know what i mean that's that's a big problem right there that nobody's addressing
1: we we have a class uh it's called where my money is going in the child support system so we sit down and we calculate based on my budget, when I was getting receiving my child support, I was even $378 a month for three kids. That's not a whole lot of money, yeah. but that was based on her income. That's what she could afford it. She played yeah. it like clockwork, but that money was a part of my budget. Now, that $378 a month, maybe paid the light bill and the water bill and the gas bill. Maybe. I had to rent the other bills, the insurance. All that came out of my budget. So, when she did that part, that was just her obligation from the child support system. What she did, and she did other stuff, that came out of her heart because these are her kids. So the court is going to require that you pay X amount of dollars. But if you as a father or a woman, for that matter, should know that you, you your kid can't live off
0: $378.
1: So anything you can that contribute.
0: Say that again. Say that again. For your kids
1: cannot saying. live off $378. That's okay. what you're paying. And thank God you're paying it. Because if you're not paying it, that was a part of my budget. So it's, it's like going to work, working forty hours a week, and your boss pay you for thirty-eight. I mean, for okay. th- for thirty. We so it, when you decide that this month I don't need that child support money, that's a part of my budget that you just took a hole. You just put a hole in. So that three hundred seventy-eight dollars, I needed every single month, and thank God I got it every single month. But these moms who's not getting this because these dads, or whoever they are, are out playing games. The sister have absolutely every right to force this guy to take care of his kids. And if he doesn't do it, yes, he should go to jail. And they tell me all the time, jail don't work. And I said, I beg to differ. Em. Because when you get tired of going to jail, then you start paying your child support. Now Is it's working.
0: Is it working? Is it working? No, it
3: ain't working. No, it's not
0: working. not working, Glenn. No, ain't working. Because
3: because you could go out and
1: buy, you got your twenty twos on your car, you got all these nice sneakers, you got all these nice clothes, but you can't pay three hundred dollars a month for your child support.
3: There's something wrong with that picture, and you right. can't, you can't right. blame the white right man. You can't blame. Yeah, but right. that you're right. You're right. There's something wrong with that picture. But then again, there's no mediation for none of this. There's no, no right. nothing that we can sit down and come to an agreement. You know, when the when the man on the man side of it, he's going through some issues that he might need some some representation or somebody to say, hold up, man. Help me to understand what more I need to do other than I know what I'm paying. But you're right. But the jail, you don't get a day for that spending time in jail. I know people that got locked up in prison every day should have counted towards some child support. That don't count. Well, you in go North, in there. In North, know Carolina. You, in North Carolina, it does.
1: Right. Now, I don't know about New York and North Carolina. If you go to jail, you, your, your your child support keep calculating. But when you get out, those payments come off. It's called Man, the. That's,
3: that's
5: that's North, North Carolina.
3: Carolina. I don't know about New York. no well, that's North Carolina. I know. I know
1: I
5: don't plenty know, of places. I, don't know.
3: I know plenty of places you go to prison, and you go in there owing two thousand dollars in arrears. Like say, for instance, you in the arrears, you do six months time, you can't pay that purge of two thousand dollars, which most men. Don't have it for whatever reason, they don't have it. You come out six months, you own 15,000. Yeah,
0: how you gonna come back from that? And you going right back, you're going right you back. going right back, and they will back. That's what so, I'm saying. So, they so, like Glenn
2: down there. What kind of
3: no, Glenn, Glenn, you, stuff is <laughs> <laughs> no, Glenn you're 100% right in what you're talking Glenn. about. But I'm saying there's a flip side to this thing, too, where the men are incarcerated. I was one of those men that got incarcerated. Thank God I was able to get out. But man, i yeah. seen some brothers in there. i seen some brothers in there that was doing time. They didn't have no money for whatever reason. But by the time they got out, man, they was in debt so much and it accrued so much, it's, you know, arrears or whatever yeah. entrance. You cannot catch up. Where's that money going? That money, all that money. And that's that why money- I, I said, we do have a systemic problem. i right. be the first one to
1: tell you that. It's not perfect by any means. But we also have a very individual problem that we want the system to right. fix. We
0: do, and that's what we're hoping. Is. And and guess what? We are making a commitment that until we can break this, this it's like a glacier. I feel like until we can break this thing, we won't stop talking about it. But Kimberly, right. we we already at the hour. I mean, that went so fast. Wow. Kimberly, say something. Close as I know you got the babies back back there. Um.
3: Dang, we had an we're
0: the hour already. For sharing.
4: Thank you. What's up, Kim Kim? But hello, everybody. To my beautiful brothers and sisters, thank you so much. This was just an awesome topic, conversation. I tell you what, I am filled with a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. I almost felt like saying, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or I am not the father, whichever one comes first, okay? Um, let me just say to you, um, I don't care how we cut it, the Bible is right. And the way you stay out of child support court is you stay out between people's legs. That's the first thing. Right. Um, and I think, you know, I think because we have come from so many fragmented pieces, of what society has done to us. We've almost made brokenness um, the normal uh, for black people. And I, you know, of course, child support is not a black issue, but it certainly hits us a little harder than I see it hit other people. Um, and we just got to tighten up. We have to tighten up on our end. And of course we have to hold the system accountable as well. So yes, we have a dual fight we have to do. And um, I have served with Brother Glenn Warren, and you know, multiple occasions that looking at both of these issues come, you know, almost to a head where you just don't know what to do. You don't know what parts to fix first, but you know, doing nothing is not an option. Right. All we right. have to do something, and we have to raise the standard for our young people. We have to say, you know, we can't fix the children that are already here. Or here, we have to take care of them, right. but we have All to. Right. We have to we have to start a new standard for our people in our communities, because now, you know, I listen to the music, not because I want to sing it, but no one's talking about marriage. No one's talking about commitment. No one's talking about, um, you know, and at the end of the day, what you see is that people have a child and they start over. I think what is even becoming trendy now is young people who say, I'm pregnant. And I say, well, great who was the lucky guy, and they said, well, we're not together. Well, the baby is, is not even here yet. Yeah. And yeah. the children are already saying, we're not gonna be together. Wow. Um, I have, my, my mother's great niece is, you know, no offense to anyone, but she decided she would be gay. She's dating a girl. And they went to the sperm bank and got them a baby made Um, And it's gonna have our, my family's last name. So the structure of breakdown of the family in the black community is so broken and fragmented. And now the rest of society has to pick up those pieces and deliver broken uh, policies, broken solutions, uh, broken, um, and we don't wanna fix it the right way. We just wanna accommodate. A lot of what has already gone. I do sympathize with my brother, Anthony, who's who's done what he was supposed to do as a man. And um, of course, that is why policy is so important because a lot of times the people who are making these policies are not suffering in the same manner that you are. Right. And that is right. why it is important that we stay on the front lines to bring fair and balanced solutions in the form of law and policy that brings a win-win whatever that looks like in this
0: day and age let me ask you that um so because you have a child support case or or something with your children's father with your ex-husband will you be as lenient to say that your ex-husband i'm not going to say shouldn't pay couldn't pay wouldn't pay whatever because of those same broken fragments so what do we hold men in any kind of do we i guess are we lenient when we yes. deal with them because we see the buffoolery the the, the buffle, we see the jerk not you know you just see the the ridiculousness happening and playing out mm-hmm. i don't know how a lot of women don't personalize that but you see that stuff playing out do we still lend them leniency because i don't we- think we do I know.
4: I I think we do. I think we do. But I think it depends on the woman. And that's what I like about the night's topic, because I can give you my own testimony as a black woman who has four children by one man who actually was my husband at the time. Um, When we separated and divorced, I was so done with it. Um, I was well on my way. I worked every day. I had two jobs. And so I really, even though I was on the system, at some point, I didn't want to be bothered with having to drag him back and forth in court, um, nor my letting my children know that's what um, the fight that we were in. He lived in New York; he had moved on and had other children. He didn't send a dime back from for mines, and I was. In, I think I became content in just doing things on my own with the assistance from um, the assistance from the system without having to interrupt any, bring any more chaos to our lives. I was so ready to be done with the the current chaos that I didn't want to bring child support as the next new chaos because the child support court in itself is a circus. And so I decided to forgive him for everything. The financial, which to me is a little hypocritical because I forgave him, but I put the burden on on the taxpayers. (laughs) So again, you know, it's, it's always these cross wires. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I forgave him, that's, that's deep. but I passed the burden on to the taxpayers. And I want the taxpayers to forgive me now. <laughs> for not being the responsible mm. woman that I should have been to hold him accountable. Um, because even though I taught men, my dad worked two jobs. And I didn't know what it was like not to have a father that supported me. Um, but he made, my, my father made me so strong until I really practically carried my children and him. He was my fifth child. So I, I treated him like a child on every level. I knew he was not responsible on any level and any kids that he had would be subjected to the same things my, other ch- my children were subjected to. And I just was not about to have my children at the circus, the Wake County Courthouse Circus show. I was going to work. I was going to go get my four degrees that I got and become Dr. McTarian, forgive him, and and bless him, and move on. That was my choice to do. Um, Can't say that I would undo that. But I understand these, you know, these constant battles. Um, What I did do for the system is I shut my system down. I got fixed. And that was my gift back to them that says, I will not have another child by someone else and expect you to pay for it. Um, That was my gift to society because. Oh, 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 a- oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. Look at that. I got to get the
4: applause. And so that's, you know, and so much, even now, the Medicaid program is always saying Black women or women in general will give you, uh, will extend your Medicaid if you. Continue to take birth control, so there is a way of balance for us. But they do not offer that same um, that same solution mm-hmm. for our men who have children everywhere and can't. And mm-hmm. you have to chase them down. They don't have an address. The address is the jail. Um, they got warrants. They don't wanna want to be wanted, and they plan not to marry none of the baby mothers. So again, where is the solutions and I think we've, because society has been so hard on our Black men, we've given them the jackass pass. I think me and you talk about that often, you know, not to man up or to sort of dumb down or, you know, because I had to go, while I went to school, I had to, as soon as I turned 16 and had my baby, I immediately became a grown woman. And I, it was no excuses for me as a Black woman. I had to man up, woman up, up, whatever that is. Whatever it was, I had to take care of my children hands down and do what I needed did, to why do. Why was and it so, so, time was so easy.
0: I'm sorry? Why, why was it so easy? Why was it so easy? Let me mute you for a second. Why was it so easy for you to woman up? And I'm going to say this for any woman. It's easy for women to man up, woman up when you got the support of the state behind you. But it's not easy. Why can't men man up the same way? I promise you, if the roles were reversed and you gave that man the housing, the Medicaid, the tenant, the food stamps, and all the subsidy, oh, he'll man up easy because it's easy.
1: Well, one of the reasons why she had the man up, woman up, man up is because now she's got this child. she got the child that she sees every single day that she's got to feed. The father don't have this child. He's out getting more kids. So she's got to grow up.
0: Don't She's say he out there buying town. 22. Don't say that, Glenn. He's out there buying <laughs> I'm
1: mute myself. Just, they, they have to grow up because they got these kids. 24-7. Absolutely. So that makes That's you right. responsible. He's irresponsible because he don't, he's not out of feeding. Exactly. He's not waking them up in the morning to send them to school. He's not putting, you know, when they're sick at night. He's not doing that. So he's out again getting some more kids.
4: Right, and so my thing is this, and that's why I am, a, you know, a fun advocate for Fathers Forever, for you know, Move. I am a fun advocate because what what does it say to us as a society, to put the pressure on women to stand up, but we don't put the pressure on the men, and then the women, like Simone said, who um, would support. Maybe not do everything, but to make sure that we are supporting or giving our lending our hand and making sure that those men are treated fairly and provide an escape route, not an escape from, but an escape to do the right thing. They should be able to transition into doing the right thing. I'm not giving you a way out. I'm giving you a way through, and that mm-hmm. is, and we're not afraid. We shouldn't be afraid to give our men responsibility. Continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, what I was gonna say, Kim, is you're absolutely right. It's because, you know, sometimes when you know a, a woman gets pregnant, the girl she got all kind of help to help her go back to school, do this and do that. What did this father do when he get when, when he's when she, he's a father? They tell him to get a job at McDonald's. Now he need to get a job at McDonald's. Yes, but what about sending him to school? Yeah. What about helping him change the policy? Helping him be prepared to be All a father. Right. They All help right. the women, and mm-hmm. that's the problem that I have with the system. You really you do a good job by you know providing them an opportunity to go back to school to get a better job to get a better life. What right. about this father? What did you do for him?
4: You mm-hmm. mm-hmm. him
1: to find a job.
4: And, when, and I think them? the expectations is different for men and women. I yeah, think women is. are expected to man up versus our black men. It's almost like. They have not met the opportunity. And is there enough for them to meet the opportunity? As soon as I was pregnant, I knew there were things that I had to do. I had to start preparing. And as a mother, every mother I know, know that you start preparing. You start putting things away. Most men are not that way. Most men are not stacking in the corners those pampers and diapers and milk. Most men don't even consider buying milk because they know Wick is there. You well, know, no, so me, me... for, for us, we build up. For them, they scale back. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about that. We are more concerned about forethinking and they are not. So that has to be taught because that is just something
0: that is not built in today's character of men. Now, I will say in closing, because we're at our hour, I do believe proximity is a is the thing so when a baby is in our room it's a different it's a different ball game we're we're communicating we're bonding with that child that child is because has become one the fathers don't get the luxury of having that experience and so it should it would somewhat create a different maybe posture in how we approach parenthood However, I do agree that, you know, it doesn't give an excuse at all. Um, well, I, can
4: I say this in response? My father, who did not carry us by womb, he made sure we had insurance. He made sure the premium was paid for insurance. Some, I did a class with, for um, Glenn's class called the Father's Forever class in the county jail. And we just did a did you know many of the guys had never seen a doctor's bill before they had four and five kids by women but they had never seen a doctor bill i they had never um they couldn't think of any of the teachers that um they remember that their child liked the most or even just a teacher period They couldn't tell me how many shots a child needed or, you know, what shots do a child need in order to start school or through their lifetime. Just things that we know, um, we can probably rattle off polio, uh, HPV, they're not in those processes anymore. Um, They're totally disconnected. And now our biggest fight is trying to figure out if they are the dad at all, let alone you know, we can't we can't even get to a teacher or a PTA or a conference or any of those things because we still trying to
0: chase you down to find out if you're the daddy. Anyway. And even though that's not for all cases, what, what I will say is that's why the one million moms of welfare policy and execution strategy is important because in the policy, we do ask for policymakers to educate, not incarcerate fathers for failure to pay child support. We do ask that in, upon incarceration, there'll be an immediate um, halt on that. And if they're working for, for Correction Enterprise, that a portion of that money that is being made. I feel like if I can make monies for Correction Enterprise and you make a profit, goddamn I'm a stakeholder and my children should be benefiting in that, in that profit equity partnership. We are now partners in this thing, but we understand that you are now a, a, a endangered servant of the state. And so now you're a slave um but that's ridiculous you know that's another story so if i'm a slave then i don't have the end and i don't have the ability to pay then you pay somebody else should pay and kim on that no i'm gonna ask you i know you told the taxpayers to forgive you but um i think we're gonna go out because i'm gonna tally up what i think you owe me as a taxpayer because i think i paid some of that taxes in there and, and you know somebody i promise you some somebody somewhere they don't look like me but I think she might, all, And then they got this crazy ass number on the screen. And then, you know, we'll just send you a bill. I think that was so big of you. And just the way, that's the standard of thinking we need to be at as women, as men that says, all of us are not these, all black, low income people or just black people. We don't all think the same. And I don't know who created this stuff, but we want out, we want out. And so we're calling on all those with all of the big nice degrees and all them fancy policy analysts and you know, all you guys, you know, legislate love for us, love us enough to, to help us get out. And I think you guys could do that through policy. You can. Um, and so, you know, I think all my hosts and my co-hosts and my guest, Simone. Scott, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Dr. McTierry. You're always a pleasure. Always welcome to the show. Thank you, Glenn and, and Chaplain James. I think that just by hearing what I heard from Kim and Simone, I felt a breath of fresh air. I felt that there was a perspective added today that I've never heard before. And so, you know, next week we'll talk to the men. So men, if you got a story, if you got... You know, what's, what's your accountability? What, what will you do different? Um, Kimberly said she just cut herself off from it so she wasn't going to participate. And I, I love that idea. Um, everybody's not the same. I'm going to take, I took all my three baby daddies to court. Um, some of them wanted to, some of them I just felt like I'm not doing this by myself. I ain't making them by myself. So I ain't doing it by myself. Um, so you have these different mindsets for sure. And so next week, we'll listen to the guys. Um, Glenn, get some people from your class. Um, Anthony, some people, some from your network. Maybe, Kim, you have a couple of men out there that maybe... I would like to get the different perspectives. Maybe someone who's been incarcerated for a long time and came out with a huge child support debt. I would love to hear from that one, Um, even though we know that that stuff is accurate. But I want to talk to that one on the show next week. Maybe you guys know that. So um podcast at email. Let me make sure. Monette, you could come and take us out with your with some announcements. Um,
5: um good evening, everyone. Um <clears throat> this is a lovely, much needed conversation.
0: Oh, I just promoted her to like the panelists. Hold on. Monet, you're about to go on. Let me um hold on. Let's see. There you go.
5: Monette, what happened? See, this is on technology, guys, I'm so sorry. I literally, it just literally just went away okay. as soon as I started talking. I'm back, though. Wonderful conversation. Um, it's, there's so many layers here. So many layers that have to be peeled back um, to help our families heal Um, to help our families heal Um, and we have to keep talking about this Um, the men need help the mothers need help Um, Mm -hmm. our relationships need healing Um, we need to heal on an individual level and as a family our black families need to heal Um, and it starts with us Um, so I appreciate everyone coming on the show today Um, like and share this video with friends and families, mothers, if you have um, fathers and, you know, you, you've been trying to talk to them about how you feel and what you've been thinking, share this with them. You know, it may start a dialogue. Um, subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Um, the Can I Live podcast. We are um,
0: we I mean, are trying what to... do we have
5: yet? Have we reached the
0: subscribers yet? I
5: don't think we've reached our 100, but right. we would like to reach 100. So we can actually go live on youtube as well um we want to get our this podcast on as many platforms as possible maybe we need somebody with a nice body
0: to like do one of those busted down challenges so we can uh-huh. get up of uh-uh. of we, we're not even gonna go there All of a sudden,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's tacky. we're not gonna exploit ourselves
5: we're exploited enough as black people <laughs> yeah you're right um though. listen it, it, listen, I'm sure if we did something like that, it would work, but that's not what we go, That's not what we're gonna do. We're not gonna do that. Maybe Bust. something else that's more positive. Bust not, Bust the Bust challenge. Bust. No. Yeah. not the busted challenge. Not the silhouette challenge. <laughs> not the busted <laughs> challenge. No. Don't do it. <laughs> about the family challenge? Get the families together challenge. Glenn, um, what we gotta do to get hundred subscribers. My God. If you haven't liked um or yeah, subscribed 100%. to our YouTube page, go and like and subscribe to it. Subscribe to our, um, not subscribe, but like our Instagram page. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Um, call in on our um, podcast page on Facebook. Um, the can I Live podcast, like our page as well. Um, we have the opportunity for you to call in. There's a number posted on the page. I haven't even given that number out. Can yes, you can call in. If you don't have um, Zoom, you can call in. I'm talk to us about your stories. We'd love to hear it. Um, I'm excited to hear from the fathers next week, Mm -hmm. the men. um, We wanna hear what you're experiencing right from your mouth. I don't wanna say the horse's mouth, but directly from your mouth. Um, We'd like to hear what your experience is and what do you think can be done differently? Um, And let's not speak from an emotional
0: place, but from a place where we can really solve some problems. And I don't know why we can't see your face, Mona. Why are we even? You're just talking, oh. and it's like the. the oh, you can't see my face. Online. Where are we? Hey,
5: here you go. Hey, here I'm here. The there you go. There you you know go. go. I'm, here, I'm here. I don't know. Um this hey. Zoom today. I don't know. Something was trying hey, to. I
0: think it was a good show.
5: Yes, it was You're wonderful. On. Thank you again,
0: Simone. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Kim. We love you. We appreciate you guys. And we're good to talking to you guys next week. We're about the relationship, and we're picking it up. Picking it up, picking it up with the men. Talk to you ladies, y'all. Peace. All right, guys.
2: Love you, (laughs) Marco.